listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to examine the relationship that you have with um, any control system, any pyramidical uh, top-down bureaucracy, any form of governmental structure, any, any relationship with uh, authority. And all of this, of course, throughout time, is based on the integrity, the integrity of the individual and the individual's relationship to uh, a governing a governing body. So, um, due to many conversations that I've had with people, interactions I've had with people, a growing number of people, people who used to sit on the, in the middle of the fence, people who really um, didn't have uh, a vested interest in a particular point of view, and the, the emergence of a new dynamic in our culture, in our nation, in our society's social structure, there, there is the emergence of a very powerful trend. And the emergence of this very powerful trend has created, well, to put it bluntly, it has created an entirely new uh, social, social system, social dynamic. Uh, an entirely new social fabric. And this is seen most often now, at least currently, going back three years or more. What you, what you see is this emergence of a new status quo. Yeah, a new normal. But it's not the new normal that they alluded to. It's not the new normal that they... That they uh, tried to sell you on it. It's a new nightmare normal. So let's call it for what it is, the new nightmare normal. Now, in this new nightmare normal, one of the primary relationships that has been damaged and impaired and impacted is the once, once so-called relationship, the so-called uh, sacred relationship between a doctor and their patient. That was considered sacred for, for, you know, going back at least 70 years. A sacred relationship between a doctor, the institution of medicine, and individual people. It was treated as sacred. And now, there's no other way to put it, that relationship has substantially eroded. So when I talk to doctors off the record, nurses off the record, it's very interesting. When you talk to medical uh, professionals, uh, trained medical uh, people and institutions, when and if you get the opportunity to, and you may not have an opportunity to, to now with the advent of the new nightmare normal, but if you can get them to talk to you off the record and express their true feelings and their true beliefs on any number of subjects, then you start to get the truth. 
And, and if they won't tell you the truth verbally, sometimes they'll just, you know, because it's never spoken out loud, but, but in many cases, a person could get fired for telling a patient the, the brutal truth. A person could get fired. And so in this new normal, this new nightmare normal, this unhinged horror movie reality has socially, now notice that I'm using the word socially, has socially invaded, that's, that's a peaceful, uh, a peaceful invasion. So it has invaded the, the sacredness of the doctor-patient relationship and anything to do with medical, medicine, uh, pharmaceutical, uh, and things of that nature, nature. There's been a total invasion of the sacredness of, of what was once, whether it was deserved or, or not, is an entirely different thing, but was once a sacred relationship. And, you know, I remember, as many of you may can, can possibly imagine, if you listen to the Paul McGuire Report, this program on Paul McGuire, if you're new, new to the program, man, we are getting so many orders for the book Power from on High and the book The Greatest Battle and some of my books that I have on a special discount right now at paulmcguire.us. And I am getting orders, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the, the remnant of something I've been dealing with, this, this endless cough and stuff. But I, I um, have observed that um, this new normal, this intrusion into the sacredness of the, the doctor-patient relationship, which used to be, there used to be fundamental relationships in American society that, that held American society together. So American society wouldn't like detonate like a uh, like a bomb, you know, in some of these SEAL movies and stuff, where, where a guy or a girl sa saves people's lives by jumping on top of a hand grenade or a bomb or something to absorb the blast. Well, we had institutions in America that served that function from a a social dynamic. And one was the medical-patient relationship. One was, um, this one was always questionable, but the, the legal system um, and, and other social systems, legal systems. Oh, and of course, the church, specifically Christianity. No, there was a time in America not all that long ago. Some of you were not around to experience it. Some of you were around to experience it. And there was a time in America, even though I was raised an atheist, an agnostic, an existentialist when I was a kid growing up in New York City, even though I was raised as a non-believer and trained to think as a non-believer, the reality is that I can remember, and many, many of you can too, I can remember my childhood where even in New York City, Manhattan and the boroughs, 
there was the very real presence of Christianity, of large church buildings, and, and you know, people weren't running around with signs saying Jesus saves, but there was there was the noticeable, absolutely noticeable social impact on our nation, on our our marriage institutions, uh, uh, moral uh, moral foundations. All of this flowed out of the church, even though the church by then had become weakened. The principles of Christ, the principles of the Bible, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, kind of functioned as a decaying, if you will, superglue that held society together. And this is why America was different and better than other countries. It's not, it's not different and better than other countries just because I said so. No, there are factual reasons why America was different and better than other nations. And that all has to do with when you study American history, but you see our children are not being given the opportunity to adequately study American history from a biblical perspective. They are actively deprived of that opportunity. And what that does, when you deprive young people and college-age people or whatever, when you deprive them of the opportunity of studying our history through the lens of a biblical worldview, you are depriving them of a vast sector of knowledge that only comes from the Bible, a biblical worldview, uh, the mind of Christ, and all the teaching in the Old Testament and all the teaching in the New Testament combined, the Judeo-Christian worldview came together to solidify and create a foundation upon which a great society, not LBJ's great society, but a great society that aspired to far more than just survival emerged. And in that nexus was one of the sectors was the relationship between a doctor or a medical something, a medical professional and a patient. Now, let's look at what's happened since then. Yeah, what, what's happened since then? We have had a disaster on the level of, you probably saw the movie, The, the Titanic, on the level of, you know, the Titanic, this great ship sinking and drowning. The guests, and this was supposed to be the ship that could not sink. This was was like a super ship, and the Titanic did sink, despite everybody's projections that that it could not sink. And whenever I saw that movie, the Titanic, or heard the story, always, even before I became a Christian, I always my mind immediately flashed back. To America, like so, somebody would talk about the Titanic, or I'd see a commercial for the Titanic, or something about the Titanic. I immediately flashed my mind immediately flashed on uh, if they were talking about America, that America and the Titanic are very similar stories, because the Titanic was supposed to be invincible, a symbol of massive economic prosperity, scientific advancement, etc. And yet, 
it did what it was supposedly impossible for it to do. The Titanic sank with all its wealthy guests. And I never forgot that. Never forgot that, even as a non-believer, because I believe God does, and may share this belief, but I believe that God often speaks to us through through secular media, through secular culture, through secular people. God often speaks to us in the secular realm and, and kind of uses secular films as parables to teach us biblical truths because these biblical truths are no longer uh, allowed in our culture. Okay, so what happened? Well, what happened is that as America was rising and prospering, I mean, we had a whole bunch of problems. America collided into the Vietnam War, the drug culture, the sex and drug culture, the disintegration of the philosophy and the philosophical ideas of uh, the American way, the real American way, built on biblical values. It shattered. It shattered because the people that God entrusted with the responsibility of passing on from generation to generation, the people that God called to pass on the message of a biblical worldview, the, the set of ideas known as a biblical worldview. These people are what are called Christians or Jews, and to varying degrees they believe in in the Bible. But that structure began to erode and, and collapse in our society. And many of you lived in the time period, I did, some of you did not, but I lived in that time period where literally all these hallowed institutions, these institutions of, they called it higher learning, they, you know, uh, ethics and everything else, all of these institutions that were developed primarily through humanistic influence because the Christians chose to hide somewhere. And I don't mean that to be nasty, it's just what they did. And so our nation has been in a free fall ever since that particular time period. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Be sure immediately ASAP to visit paulmcguire.us and grab yourself while you can um, discounted copies of my book, Power from on High, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, uh, and uh, other books, all available to you right now at paulmcguire.us. And you need to get it because because um, Power from on High it represents a lifetime by me, a lifetime of research, study, historical research, theological, biblical research, social scientific research. It represents a lifetime of research and study and prayer and Bible study and thinking. And unlike a lot of people, God gave me the unique opportunity of of giving me the space and the time and the, the structure in my life. God opened doors for me to, beginning in very, very early childhood, God opened doors for me to, to 
take a deep dive of study and research and historical knowledge and philosophical knowledge and biblical knowledge and to think. A lot of people, and, and I've been there too, so you know, I didn't, you know, uh, uh, I wasn't like the Buddha. The Buddha, you know, supposedly uh, was a prince and he lived in a in a secluded castle that he was sheltered from all the problems of the world. And so when he developed his concept for Buddhism, which is based on a principle the Buddha developed called the Eightfold Way, the Eightfold Way was a simple way, a path of works, where if you adhered to the Eightfold Way, like uh, eat right, you should eat nutritious, nutritious food, think right, you should think right thoughts, etc. So very simple philosophy. The problem is nobody, nobody actually follows it in, 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 in the way that a lot of people don't follow the Ten Commandments. But when it is followed, it brings a certain degree of harmony. Now, the difference between Buddhism and Christianity is that Buddhism uh, presents people with a challenge. They, they're, they're told what's right, they're told what's wrong, but then the, 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 the big question is, how do you find the power to live right, how do you find the power to overcome and do the very things that God is commanding you to do? How, you, how do you unlock that power? And I spent many years uh, studying this, praying, researching this. I spent a lifetime because I wanted to share whatever God communicated to me with other believers in Jesus Christ. And that's why I wrote I wrote my latest book, Power from On High, which I consider my most important book because it's like a rubber meets the road book. It's great to know about Bible prophecy. I've been teaching Bible prophecy for decades. And that's a very important subject simply because most people don't teach Bible prophecy. But after you learn Bible prophecy, after you study Bible prophecy, you still have to finish the equation. You have to come up with uh, an on switch. You have to be able to turn on the power of God by faith, and you have to know how to do that. And the Bible teaches you how to do that. Most churches don't teach you how to do that, but God's Word teaches you how you can live this life in this lifetime. You can live this life and be clothed with power from on high, this supernatural power that comes from God. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Be sure to grab yourself a copy of Power from on High, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for joining us wherever you are in the world, and thank you for listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Okay, at one time, our society, primarily America, but England and other societies, uh, we had platforms or, or structures in our social system, in our medical system, that provided a foundation for our, our civilization to flourish. Now, you take uh, the field of medicine, doctors, uh, pharmaceuticals, drugs, medical treatment, big pharma, uh, uh, you know, big medicine, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Now, the thing is that 
this structure was was centered around what was called the Hippocratic Oath, which basically says that you're not supposed to do your patient any harm. And this goes back, you know, a long time. That you're not supposed to do uh, your patients any medical harm. So you, 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 you it's kind of love your neighbor as yourself, but for doctors. And so doctors were always expected to adhere to a far higher standard of ethics in every realm. And it would be unthinkable, at least publicly, for a doctor or a physician or a medical facility to to violate what was called the Hippocr- uh, Hippocratic Oath, that you to do your patient no harm. Now, I've talked to doctors privately, and no, you wouldn't know who the doctor is because um, it's not a doctor who practices in this uh, region. But I've talked to doctors and nurses and specialists off the record. And they they have told me, this is from the, the, the words of these doctors, and I don't know if they're Christian or not, I don't think they are, quote, Christian, um, but they, they, they confessed to me that, that they have been through an experience that they have never had to go through in their entire professional careers, and that experience has been uh, the equivalent of a, a shattering of the Hippocratic Oath. So, you know, and they're very, very careful and very, very guarded with their words. But reading between the lines, uh, it's obvious to any thinking person with half a brain, it's obvious that this this once uh, highest ethical standard known as the Hippocratic Oath that doctors at one time adhered to and, and medical institutions adhered to. What the, these nurses and doctors and specialists and cetera, are telling me in, in a very couched way, they're telling me that, that the Hippocratic Oath is no longer really functional in, in reality. In other words, in reality, not in the world of make-believe, not in the world of pretend or imagination, but the whole concept of a Hippocratic Oath where a doctor will not do a patient any harm. Now, now they didn't say it the way I'm going to say it now, but, but this is what they were saying. It has been totally ruptured, destroyed, uh, and it has been dismantled. And the doctors with ethics uh, feel a tremendous grief and sorrow because they know they're not going to walk in. They'll, they would be fired <clears throat> if they brought any of this stuff up. But they know that, that they, they're not allowed to, in many cases, not, not all cases, but in many cases, or even a disturbingly a new normal of a higher percentage of cases, uh, doctors can no longer aspire to practicing medicine or some kind of medical specialty uh, and still adhere to the Hippocratic Oath. Because what is not spoken in these conversations, but you can figure it out. And, and, and not only that, it's not just me and who I've talked to. Like I've said to you many times, 
my biggest area of research is not just books. It's conversations I have with people, regular people, or ordinary people, probing them. Because ordinary, regular people will spill the beans. They'll tell you what's really going on. And ordinary, regular people are telling me, like a tidal wave, they're telling me that, that they're hearing these things from medical professionals, medical specialists, uh, physicians, and stuff like that. They're hearing the same uh, frustration, and, and they've done the same thing. They've, they've talked to the nurse or the specialist or the doctor or whoever kind of off to the side so they could get the real story, the real story of what's going on. And they're saying things like, you know, I'm not going to repeat for obvious reasons what they're saying, but they're saying there's a massive upheaval, massive uh, amount of people leaving that industry. Now, there very well also may be a massive influx of people into that industry because it's that industry, pharmaceutical industry, medical industry, doctors, the whole thing, healthcare. This is a money-making industry, whether there's COVID or no COVID or whatever. It's a money-making industry. And uh, But the frustration that the people in it, the, the doctors and nurses and specialists and all those people, they are, many of them, I would say probably the majority of them, the majority of them are suffering from this existential weight of of despair and and remorse over they know let me give you some examples there there are rules in the medical industry that that were built on the basis of uh, the hippocratic oath there were rules like like you know don't do your patient any harm but along with those rules, there were the strictest rules regarding uh, experimentation and testing and, and medical trials for new drugs, for, for, for new vaccines, for any new treatment. And these, these things were very, it, it, there was once upon a time, you had to, if you were a pharmaceutical company, you had to go through hell to get uh, a medicine, a cure, a vaccine, a new treatment, uh, whatever the medical industry comes out with, you had to go through hell to meet the, the, the impeccable standards. And only those medicines and meds, and et cetera, et cetera, and treatments that were deemed to be above and beyond reproof could be released to the public. There was never a time in American history, uh, there may have been one or two times, but besides that, the, the, in American history, the, the pharmaceutical companies, the doctors, et cetera, they never released, maybe a couple of exceptions, but they basically never released a vaccine, a medicine, a treatment, or anything else without extensive testing. Extensive testing. To prove, to be absolutely make sure that the, the medicine, the treatment, or whatever was safe, and there had to be years of testing. So, I will say this, and I'm going to say this firmly, and I, what I'm going to say to you is the truth. When I'm talking to you right now, I'm telling you the truth. Maybe you have not heard the truth in a while. 
And so maybe you're not familiar with uh, a voice when it speaks the truth. But I'm speaking the truth to you. And you say, well, you know, that's like a real, in today's world? I mean, in New York, in New York City where I grew up, so forgive the, uh, the, the verbiage I'm going to use. It's vulgar. And don't go look it up. But if you don't know what it means, don't look it up. But what I learned growing up in New York, that if, if you didn't verify, if you didn't check things out, if you simply just took somebody's word for it, like an expert or a medical company or a doctor or whatever, in New York, they had a word for a person who would be that gullible. In New York City, street language, which came from a mixture of uh, Hebrew and, and uh, Jewish you know, pop culture, they called you a schmuck. Schmuck. Hey, schmuck. It's, it's a dirty word. Okay, So they called you a schmuck. If you, if you were so gullible that you believed nonsense, you were considered, you were no, you were called a schmuck, and it was a big insult. So, the critical thing here is that we no longer, we no longer have a foundation to stand on. We no longer have a platform to stand on and a platform by which we can, which we can speak truth to power. In America, once upon a time in America, America was so unique that you could literally because of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, you could, and you had the legal right to speak truth to power and not be afraid of being thrown in jail or wiped out, killed, or something like that. You could actually speak truth to power. Now, there was consequences, but you can't speak truth to power in America today. For the most part, there are some exceptions. Because if you do, you're going to end up dead. But, but nobody will know you were murdered because the the autopsy will have been falsified. The, the, the evidence will have been falsified. So, as I continued my study, and by the way, the, the new book, Power from One High, I, I'm not just trying to sell you a book for crying out loud. I've, I've written 38 books. I don't need to sell anybody any more books. And this might be my last book. I don't know yet. It was the hardest book of all 38 books that I've ever written. And it, it, it encompasses a lifetime of research and study and prayer and Bible study into very diverse topics and categories and subjects that most people don't have the opportunity to dig into. Well, God gave me an opportunity, a lifetime, to, to, to dive deep and, and to study the truth of God's Word, and especially getting people up to speed. The book of Revelation is the most dynamic, exciting, powerful, and overwhelming book ever written in the history of the world. And, you know, we have the Bozo the Clown Club, uh, Christian groups that, that forbid the teaching of the book of Revelation. They actually, they actually defy God, look at God, and they literally tell God to his face, we don't believe your word. And on top of that, we're going to disobey your word every chance we get. That's what they're saying to God. You say, well, how can you say that? I can say that because God says in the beginning of the book of Revelation and the end of the book of Revelation that it is forbidden for you to teach it and twist its meaning 
or to teach it unfaithfully or to, to modify it in any way. The book of Revelation is not to be messed with. Now, what's interesting is in my studies of Bible prophecy, which lasted and continues to this day, what's interesting is that when you study the topic of Babylon, and I did a lot of research on Babylon, going back to my first or second book, Who Will Rule the Future? And one of the things that I learned is uh, this biblical teaching that Christ and the apostles and others give about. Uh, a specific place in time and space known as Ancient Babylon or Mystery Babylon. Now, what's interesting about when you study Mystery Babylon, all kinds of secret doors open up. And what I discovered, which blew my mind, because I, I've written books uh, like the, the best-selling book, The Babylon Code with Troy Anderson, still a best-selling book along with uh, Trumpocalypse. And I've included study, research, and I've dived deep into the, the biblical teaching regarding Babylon for decades. But what I learned when I wrote Power From On High, and I've included this in my new book, Power From On High, what I learned is that the power of Mystery Babylon which comes from Lucifer. The power of Mystery Babylon is essentially a two-fold power system that Satan and the fallen angels use to dominate men and to dominate the earth or the world system for Lucifer. And these two systems of power are drugs, pharmaceuticals, the medical industry is one of the most powerful cords or control mechanisms on earth today, big pharma. And the other, or the second one that controls the earth today, is first there's big pharma, and then there's big medicine, and the whole health industry and psychiatric industry, and how it's interwoven. So you have a psychological, psychiatric, biological uh, system of control and power, uh, big medicine, pills for everything, and then you have big pharma. And these two things dominate the earth. Now, if you read, and you should do this in the next month, you should read the book of Revelation. Don't worry about understanding everything. Just read it. Read the book of Revelation and notice how many references there are to things like disease, pandemics, uh, biological warfare, medicine, um, nanotechnology medicine, biochip technology, microchip technology medicine, wireless nanoparticle medicine. You see all over, you know, just about every other page, there's some quantified series of verses that you can read, and it's as if you're reading the medical reports, the medical statistics, the technological data, the technological scientific breakthroughs regarding medicine. 
and it'll blow your mind how up to speed, up to up to the nanosecond, the Word of God is. And this is the world that we live in. Now, what happened? Well, what happened is, oh, and by the way, the, the, the entire account, everything that I'm talking about now, I have placed in my book, Power from on High, in a, in a fast-moving, entertaining, compelling way that will teach you the Word of God and open up the secrets of the Word of God, by the way. Okay, so, what happened? Well, what happened was, and you, you could guess what happened, the whole thing began to fall apart. The whole thing began to fall apart. The Hippocratic Oath, the medical system, the whole thing. And it had been falling apart for a long time. It's just that nobody was paying attention to it. So one of the ways, and, and I learned this through a, a kind of a, a tangential study, a secondary study, when I began to research the bloodline families and connections of what are commonly called the Illuminati bloodline families or the Luciferian elite, or the globalist elite, the richest, most powerful families in the world, you know, like Rockefeller, Rothschild, people like that, the international bankers, etc. And these people rule the world. But they also, like, for example, the Rockefellers, essentially created the modern medical industry, the modern pharmaceutical industry, the modern energy gasoline uh, you know, sustainable development industry. Rockefellers cornered the market, and they took over the market. And the way they took over the market is the original Rockefeller literally was like a snake oil salesman. He had like a, a traveling with a horse and, and a traveling medical clinic. You know, like which, which is what they did back then, con men, you know, people, con men would, would go from town to town selling bogus medical cures. And that's what the original Rockefeller did. Plus, he had a horrible moral reputation. And then his son, who took over the family business, which by then the dominant business for the Rockefellers was the oil and gasoline business. And the first Rockefeller made hundreds of millions of dollars on oil and gasoline. And then uh, they began to uh, pioneer and discover way, uh, just discover every possible way you could use gasoline as a product. So not only you know gasoline for cars and boats and, and, and moving heavy things and all that stuff, not only the industrial applications. For, for gasoline, refineries and stuff. But then how do you apply that to all these other industries? So, for example, all plastic bags and stuff are a petroleum product. In other words, they're made from gasoline and oil. So when you see all these people who, who talk about sustainable development and ecology and all the rest of the stuff, they have no idea what they're talking about. Because, for example, just the dumping of plastic bags, all plastic materials, plastic bags, etc., 
You know, they're so worried that you would use a paper bag. But the reality is, is that plastic bags are a thousand times more destructive to the environment because they kill all the wildlife and the fish in the ocean. They destroy the ocean waters. And so the Rockefellers, you know, are behind the using of gasoline products, oil products in just about every field that they, you can find. And then the medical industry, the new medical industry, going back about 150 years ago, the new medical industry is all based on lies and making money and, and making drugs and selling pills. So the entire mentality of the present medical system, the entire mentality, the entire consciousness of the global medical system and the American medical system is built on the development of a completely false worldview, a completely uh, false worldview, which in this false worldview, doctors and hospitals, et cetera, are trained to believe that everything that has to do with sickness, disease, you know, biological problems or whatever, that everything can be cured by taking pills and traditional Western medicine. And God forbid you should heal yourself naturally or with nutrition or vitamins or herbs or exercise, etc. Because you people can have tremendous benefits if they take care of their immune system. But that this is discouraged. It's mocked. It's laughed at. And who who were the people responsible for this, you know, massive change in our consciousness regarding healing and medicine? The Rockefeller family. Now, we've just come. No, we haven't come through. We're still stuck in this COVID nightmare. And and the COVID nightmare, the treatment of COVID, the alleged lies regarding COVID treatment, the origins of COVID, the pandemic. Is the pandemic real, or is it an attribute of biological warfare? The entire mythology and fairy tale surrounding COVID and pandemics and what really happens if you get the vaccination versus if you don't get the vaccination, and all those other very unpleasant uh, questions that intelligent people should be demanding to know from their doctors and medical establishment. You know, it, it should make you very nervous when, when there is the possibility. I'm not saying that, that, that all doctors do this or even the majority, but it's a very dangerous situation when you have to guard yourself around your doctor because can you really trust what he or she is saying? I mean, that goes to tr that's true in all industries. But we're all incredibly vulnerable in the area of medicine, the human body, biology, uh, drugs, viruses, and all the rest of that stuff. We're all very vulnerable. That's why they had the Hippocratic Oath, to do the patient no harm. Okay, so where, where do we go from here? Okay, now this is going to blow the door open. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. Has been a recent medical declaration that 
most likely you won't hear about it in the news media. Uh, most likely you won't hear about it in the news media because the news media is, seems to be in the business of falsification. It's become Orwellian. So according to this new report entitled Restore Scientific Integrity, Declaration by 17,000 Physicians and Medical Scientists, a joint statement representing 17,000 physicians and medical scientists to end the national emergency, restore scientific integrity, and, and address crimes against humanity. This is a hard-hitting, massive statement of protest and blowing the, the alarm that has been issued by prominent over 17,000 prominent physicians and medical scientists, and they are demanding that the authorities, government, the medical establishment, these 17,000 physicians and medical science, scientists are demanding that this national emergency regarding COVID end, and that Immediately, we need to restore scientific integrity and address crimes against humanity. Okay, so the Nazi scientists were barbaric, sadistic, cruel, and experimented violently and painfully on their, on their guinea pig subjects. I mean, it wasn't experimentation. It was torture. They literally, the, the Nazi scientists, no exaggeration literally tortured their patients to death and and committed unspeakable horrors in the name of scientific or medical research. It was so bad what the Nazi scientists did and Hitler did that they had to have a massive world court <clears throat> where they would hold the Nazi scientists and uh, Hitler liable uh, for these uh, medical crimes, and these, this was called the Nuremberg Trials. So the Nuremberg Trials were held uh, in Nuremberg, Germany, and they put the Nazi scientists and the Nazi doctors and the Nazi medical establishment on trial for committing barbaric crimes against humanity. And this never happened on a global level before. So this is essentially what these 17,000 high-level uh, 17,000 high-level physicians and medical scientists want to restore scientific and medical integrity. And they're calling for a Nuremberg-style type trial where people, doctors, pharmaceutical companies, etc., are going to be uh, prosecuted. Uh, so the 17,000 physicians and medical scientists declare that the state of medical emergency must be li lifted. So these doctors, 17,000 of them, are demanding that the state of medical emergency must be lifted. This is the opposite of what our, our political leaders and, and bureaucrats are saying. And the reason the 17,000 doctors are saying 
it needs to be lifted immediately is because these doctors and medical researchers are acknowledging the fact that there are incredible dangers that that go along with um, this this instituting this state of medical emergency. That 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 it has huge uh, blowback. We, the physicians and medical scientists of the world, united through our loyalty to the Hippocratic Oath, recognize the disastrous COVID-19 public health policies imposed on doctors and our patients are the culmination of a corrupt medical alliance of pharmaceutical insurance and healthcare institutions, along with the financial trusts which control them. They have infiltrated the medical system at every level and are protected and supported by a parallel alliance of big tech, media, academics, and government agencies who profited from this orchestrated catastrophe. These doctors are declaring war. The medical community has denied patients the fundamental human right to provide true informed consent for the experimental COVID-19 injections. Our patients are also blocked from obtaining the information necessary to understand risks and benefits of vaccines and their alternatives. See, we're not allowed to know that. You're not allowed to know that. You're not allowed to know the dangers of certain treatments, which means, well, you know what it, you know what it means. Um, the great, in the book, and now it makes reference to the book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, Leadership of this alliance has clearly stated their intention is to leverage COVID-19 as an opportunity to reset our entire global society, culture, political structures, and economy. Okay, so like wake up, wake up real fast, because if you don't wake up real fast, you're not going to make it. Did you hear what I said? I'm telling you the truth. Just like I started out telling you the truth, I'm finishing by telling you the truth once again. This is giving you an opportunity to wake up and you can survive and your loved ones can survive. Now, the people in charge, the, the, the billionaires, the trillionaires, the people who, who devised this COVID-19, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, you need to hear this. Most of you know this. Most of you are aware of it, but you, you interact with people who have no idea that this is what's going on. And this is what's going on. The COVID-19 scenario, the Great Reset scenario, the World Economic Forum scenario is all a pretense. It's all an excuse. It's all a cover story for what the real agenda, the real agenda is that leadership of this the leadership of this alliance big pharma big medicine you know big tech everybody okay the leadership of this alliance has clearly stated that their intention so the whole they're saying the real reason we're doing covid-19 the great reset the real reason we're doing all this tap dancing is because our intention is to leverage the covid-19 as an opportunity to reset our entire global society, culture, political structures, and economy. So what they're saying to you, all these doctors, et cetera, they're saying, hey, you are being bamboozled. You are being conned on a level you never thought would happen. 
you are being sent to the slaughterhouses. And then they list all the demands that they want implemented immediately. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. You need to visit paulmcguire.us. Get yourself a copy of Power from on High, where I deal with this issue that I just uh, mentioned, uh, where I deal with this issue and others from the perspective of telling you the truth. And the truth can only by fa- only be found by going to sources which are trustworthy and original and scientifically verifiable. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us and spread this message far and wide to as many people as you possibly can, as fast as you can. Why? Because time is running out. And if you've studied history, and I break history down for you so it's like a no-brainer, what history tells us is that what always happens in situations like the one we're going through now, what always happens is totalitarian ri- totalitarianism rises big government rises, your freedoms go away, and you live under one form or another of a scientific dictatorship. Visit paulmcguire.us and get your hands on the truth and know the truth. Why? Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire, and we have to spread this message everywhere because we don't have time Time is running out, and we don't have time to fool around, quite frankly. Okay, so visit paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. <music>